Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get it? The Bird Show. So my therapist and Abby's therapist have one major thing, major, major difference. Mine shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Abby's going to tell you in a second that she gets ghosted by her therapist. So I wasn't even going to mention this this week because we've had so many like bummers and low points on the show that I thought, all right, you know what? I'm not even going to tell this this week. But uh, in all honesty, I I, um, closed on my new house on Monday. I was not very happy. <laughs> this is the very first time that I've ever closed on a home. You know, usually when you close, it's like it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Starting a new chapter, right? Um, it's a whole, I like change for the most part. So it's an exciting thing. You know, you're starting a different chapter. It's a new journey and all that. And well, this is my third house now in three years. So I'm a little humiliated. <laughs> and as I was sitting there and I was signing the papers, all of the people that were in that room have been there for all three of my closings. So there were a whole bunch of jokes flying left and right as I walked in there, which I was I was joking about it also, but I felt a little foolish. But there was something about this closing that um, it just made me, it, it, there was no happiness about it whatsoever. Um, for those of you that don't know, my fiance and I broke up. We're both moving on with our lives. So I've been packing uh, for the last couple of days and I'm about to move into this new house this weekend. It's all happened really, really quickly. So I told her about that experience and she said, well, how long were you, uh, were you bummed out about it? And I said, it took me a night. And she said, that's it, one night? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I woke up in the morning and, you know, that was the night before and I gave myself the night. And then in the morning I was fine. I mean, can't even be bummed doing the kind of show that we do. And she said, is that common for you? And I said, yeah, being sad's no fun. <laughs> so I pretty much get out of that crap as quick as I can, move on to something else. And she has given me the assignment to sit in sadness. Mm. That's a real bummer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that very well. I mean, I've told you guys before, I think the only time that I've really been depressed in my life was during my divorce years and years and years ago where I couldn't get out of bed. Um, But damn, I've been there, done that. (laughs) (laughs) So I do not like sitting in sadness at all. Nobody likes sitting in sadness, but that's part of the healing process. Does it have to be? I mean... I think so. Maybe... Some people's mourning and sadness is longer than others. Mine can be, you know, like 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that sounds healthy. And your therapist is telling you the same thing. I know. She's very negative. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, if you can somehow operate like that, then I think more power to you. But I know for me, if I don't sit in it, then I'm avoiding it. Yep. And I'm not truly healing. 
Yeah, my therapist would call that pushing your emotions down. At least that's what she said before she goes to me. So <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, I'm gonna, I guess I'll have to flex my sadness muscle um, because I don't feel like sitting in okay. it. And I, I don't know that it's, I guess it's unhealthy. Don't force yourself to feel something that you don't feel, all right? Now, in your instance, I think because I, for hopefully for most and for some, you get older, you get wiser and you learn and you know life is short. So why am I going to sit here and be mm-hmm. sad about something that is out of my control? So I'm going to feel sad about it right now. And then tomorrow I'll pick myself up and we're going to move on. I think that's kind of what, how you're viewing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there are times when you brush past it too quickly. Probably. Yep. And so it's finding that balance, right? Because you don't want to sit in something. Um, every time I've gone through a tough time, I, and I said, like, it's perfectly okay to throw yourself a pity party. You just can't live there. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you have to leave the party. And I think for you, you don't even knock on the door of the party. <laughs> well, why would you? It's a, what a bummer in there. It sucks, but it's, it's, it, it, I do firmly believe it's part of the healing process. I think I compartmentalize as well as you do. So there's been a lot of times in my life when I've reacted the same exact way. I'll deal with it when I have to and put it off to the side. But I'm learning now that a lot of those times when I did that, I'll find myself in situations today where I am not fully prepared to handle what's coming to me because I never dealt with what I was supposed to deal with years ago. Interesting. Hmm. And I've I've done that before, too, because I don't like being sad. I don't even watch sad movies because I don't want to feel that way. But then what happens down the line, like long down the line, something small will seem so massive right. because mm-hmm. I haven't realized it's all been building up slowly inside me and the like floodgates will unleash. Or for me, sometimes it just comes out in like my health. Like I can't figure out why I'm so tired or I just get sick. So I know I got to do it. It's mm-hmm. just a muscle I need to flex, the sad muscle. Now, at least my therapist is showing up. Whereas with Abby's, <laughs> I mean, she's dealing with ghosting from a therapist. Yeah, I don't have like a lot of romantic relationship trauma, but I do have therapist trauma. And I, I kind of joke that she ghosted me. The way that our relationship came to an end is I would be on these Zoom calls and she'd be like, I'll reach out to you to set up something. And then she never would. And I'd be like, hey, girl, I still have trauma. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, let's address that next week. So it, it kind of just got to the point where... I was like, I think I'm ready to move on from this therapist relationship. And also my life was leveling out to where I was going to therapy and I was kind of sitting there going, well, I don't have things to talk about. Everything's going pretty great, which is not like a fun thing to do when you're supposed to be tackling uh, all your problems, essentially, and all your trauma. And I was kind of in a place where I didn't really feel like I had much to talk about. So it was sort of like a natural ending. Um, so I took a step back from therapy and life was pretty great. I, I didn't really think too much about going going back because there was really no reason to. And I also felt like with that specific therapist, I I knew that the online therapy that she was doing was like her side hustle. Her day job was dealing with incarcerated individuals and counseling them. And it felt a lot like dating in the sense that like I knew it's sort of like when, when you're dating somebody and you know they're dating other people and you know those people are like out of your league and like but, like they're dating a model. Like that's how I felt. Like I felt like my trauma wasn't good enough. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, you're dealing with people who are in prison and here I am complaining about my childhood wounds from middle-class suburbia. It just doesn't feel, I felt like it wasn't a good match. It wasn't a well, good, not that it wasn't a good. She's so great. I'm not here to like slander her name. Not that totally. I've ever said her name, but. Well, if you were committed to your therapy, then you would carjack. <laughs> And then go back to her later. I'm sensing a pattern because my therapist who had ghosted me or stood me up, 
I was also the side piece. Really? <gasps> it was like they're part of these clinics to huh. fund their life, but she did so much pro bono work, except especially with youths, like younger people who had been arrested and testifying on their behalf in court. So yes, me like crying over like my relationship or whatever was nothing oh. when she had just been on the stand to a 13 year old who participated in a carjacking where she's defending him because of his home life. So that's yes, really, I'm starting to see a pattern here. That's a really good piece of advice when you're looking for a therapist to find out really what their focus is before you sign on. Yeah, I need someone with yappy blonde girl problems, like <laughs> someone who went to the University of Privilege and mentally stable. So I decided to go back to therapy because the universe honestly placed this perfect opportunity uh, in my way. So I do a podcast on the side where I have a lot of mental health professionals come on. Amy from New Perspectives in Atlanta is one that comes on pretty frequently. And I have a great relationship with her. I really like her. And she said, you know, I come on and I do all, all this stuff for, you know, your podcast, but I would love to do like a, an actual personal um, session with you if you're down. And I said, you know what? I actually have a lot of stuff I would like to talk about. Like I have six months of, of things that I've pent up that would be really nice to just to somebody other than my mom for an hour. And I was a little bit nervous about going back because I'm somebody who does push down my emotions because when they come out, I have a very hard time returning back to like ground zero. So I'm like, I know once I go back to therapy, my emotions are going to come up and then I'm going to have a very hard time like mm -hmm. pushing them back down again. And I don't like to be in that position because I'm a control freak. I like to be in control. <laughs> and if I'm not controlling my, my, my emotions, I can't do my work. And if I can't do my work, then I feel lazy. And then it's just like this spiral of just my life going out of control. So I'm like, I know I'm going to need like a second therapy session for the one that I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, so I lo I logged on yesterday. Yeah, I really should have should have waited six months to go back to therapy. I'm realizing that now, but I went yesterday, and it was really great. And she spent so much time with me, just letting me just like word vomit everything that I had been dealing with for the last like three months or so, and it was so nice that I'm like, why did I not mm -hmm. go back to this? Because while I I don't know if it's changing, if it's going to change the trajectory of the decisions that I'm going to be making in the next couple of weeks, it was nice to explore what that could look like and reaffirm why I've made the decisions from the past couple months of some difficult things I've dealt with in my personal life. And I was like, wow, it's almost like therapy really works. Uh -huh. And it's really nice when your therapist <laughs> wants to see you. <laughs> That's where I'm you at You didn't now. get ghosted. She no. likes me. <laughs> In just speaking to your like, maybe I should have gone earlier. I have never met anybody, anybody that has said I should have waited longer to go see my therapist. So if you're listening and you're like, man, maybe I should do this today. Absolutely do it today. You will not regret going to therapy early. <laughs> you already know you need it. So you might as well. Just, you could push it off a day. You could push it off a week. You could push it off a month or a year. But you're going to end up in that office. Exactly. And it definitely feels like an emotional burden has been lifted up and then and put back down on me again. So therapy's next week again. Get it. The Bird Show.